Hello, it's Big Boy Bloater here for the Blues Podcast. We'll be taking a little break soon, but Series 2 is on its way, so keep your eyes and ears open for that. Uh, let us know who you would like to see or hear on the Blues Podcast. Uh, head over to our social media channels. Uh, that is Instagram, if you're an Instagrammer. The Blues Podcast Official. Or if you're on Facebook, then go to facebook.com forward slash the blues podcast official. Uh, send us in your suggestions for guests and stay tuned for season two. Hi, we're, we're Wayne Rivers, me. And this is the blues podcast. Hi, this is Big Boy Bloater. You're tuned in to the Blues Podcast. I hope you're very, very well. I've got to say, I'm very well today because I have got the honour of talking to a fantastic band named When Rivers Meet. Hello, guys. How, How are you doing? We're yeah, good. we're good, mate. Yeah, How are you? How are you? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm a little bit chilly, but uh, but I'm all, I'm all right. Yeah, holding up, holding up too bad. Now, I've got to say, uh, we've got two people here today so it's not very that's, that's a, quite an unusual thing for us on the blues podcast uh, i can't remember the last time i can't remember the last time i had a threesome blimey uh, anyway <laughs> uh, i've got uh, grace and aaron here with me anyway from when rivers meet so um yeah it's very nice to to, to e-meet you guys yeah. oh for sure thanks for having yeah, us yeah it's awesome. now i wanted to start off by uh i want to know where the name comes from because i've got a theory but uh you you tell me where you got the name when rivers meet and then i'll tell you what i thought it was and we can all have a big <laughs> well before we got married uh we were literally called uh homes and bond uh grace's maiden name was Holmes, and obviously my name's bond and when we got together um, when we got married it was a case of well we can't be bond and bond now because that just sounds like some sort of building firm or yeah, sticky substance or something <laughs> so we thought we need something you know something a little bit more i don't know that says something, something about else. us. So I don't know what the hell it does say. No, but, I don't know. And then, but we was in Sardinia, yeah. weren't we? And um, we were just overlooking where two rivers meet. And, and we've been trying like, to come up with yeah. a name for ages. So and that was it. It was like, when rivers meet. When rivers oh, meet is when the music no. happens. That's kind of yeah. <laughs> So really. we don't know. It's not really no. got a lot of meaning to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds terribly poetic or something like that. I mean, I thought I had this whole scenario in mind. I thought it was a little bit like Heart to Heart, which was a terrible program from the 1970s. Uh, it was about uh, Jonathan and Jennifer Hart, who uh, the tagline at the beginning was, when they met, it was murder. And they used to call them murder every week. I thought it was something like that. I thought you were both called Hart before you got married or something, and you met, and it was like, uh, you know. Uh, uh, I think we might use that story in future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a good yeah. one. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. I, I better ask. I yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Use that one. Use that. Put it on the PR. <laughs> that would be, be great. <laughs> so, listen, yeah. Um, as, as people might have worked out from, from what you were just saying, you guys are married, right? So how long have you been married? And, you know, were you, you were in a band together before you were married? Did you meet through music or did you meet first and then get into music afterwards? That's a lot of questions there. I'll let you yeah. answer them all. <laughs> so we've been we, married five years, haven't we? Yeah, five, six, six five years. Six coming years. up for six, yeah. Um, but we've been together for a long time before that. Yeah. We've been together for like 16 years or something. Yeah. So, But we met in a pub. <laughs> I My was a barmaid. 
I went to work in Aaron's town, and before we used to live in Essex now, but I used yeah. to live in Cambridgeshire, and Aaron was in Norfolk. Yeah. And I went over the border and worked <laughs> in Norfolk in a pub. Sorry, and, she had a passport. And um, <laughs> yeah, and met Aaron, and yeah. that was. I just happened to walk in on a Friday night, and there she was behind the bar. And I but thought... Aaron's really bad at like chat up lines and that sort yeah, of thing. Rubbish. So it was like, all right, mate. Did you want to go out for a pint, mate? <laughs> that was the first date. Like, yeah. took me to a, a dot. So, <laughs> Paul, Don't presentation, work, mate. right? Yeah. It, it, <laughs> worked, <laughs> it did. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was, and then I was playing in like a meatloaf tribute band when I, we met. I think. Yeah, and I, I was in a couple of rock bands, and yeah, we so just kind of. It took years before yeah. we started playing music together. I don't know why. But yeah. Well, we just thought <laughs> maybe we should do these things together, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were sort of flapping around, sort of learning how to write together. Yeah. Um, which took a really long time because we used to argue a lot. Yeah. And then we sort of worked out we have to basically write separately yeah. and then come together. That's yeah. <laughs> how we do it. Um, yeah. And then so it's only the last couple of years that we've been really serious and like quit our day jobs and went for it. Well, so yeah, we got a VW camper, uh, well, a van, VW van, right? and we converted ourselves into a yeah. camper. So, so we, couldn't, we couldn't afford for hotel, yeah, afford exactly. hotels, so we thought so we'd we just crash in the, the van, van at night times, yeah. <laughs> and how did that work out for you? All right, was it? Or... I love it. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Awesome. I mean, we have done it for, yeah. a, for a year, didn't we? So, yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's really cool. Oh, it was really cool. We were like literally sleeping with Aaron's guitars because yeah. we had no room for anything. <laughs> but it was good, though. It was really yeah, good. it's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and no bathrooms were either, I guess. They just. Mm. Uh... No, organic yeah. on that front. <laughs> The windows are open. Yeah, it's right for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Less about that, the better, I think. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so was it, uh, was it like, like you say, you, you guys quit your jobs and, and sort of put everything in there. Was that a conscious decision or was it, was it one of you get the sack anyway and you thought, well, well. <laughs> <I'm not." laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah. We quit. We done yeah, the we whole, quit our yeah. jobs. That was it. Yeah, that's we it. Sort of, that's it. We're not doing it anymore. <laughs> we've been trying to, like a lot of people, you know, like do music as yeah. well as as doing a full time day job, and it wasn't. We just weren't getting anywhere with music. No. It was like it was just feeling like we were getting stuck because we couldn't go yeah. for it. We couldn't travel and do. And I was doing shift fields. work and all that as well. Yeah. So it was just it was just too difficult, wasn't it? Sorry, what work? What was it? Shift uh, shift work. Oh, I was shift. Doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. that as well. That as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was, yeah, it was just too difficult to do, wasn't it? You couldn't ever put any time we into it. We couldn't get so. our heads into it properly. No. And we knew it's what we wanted to be doing. So, yeah, we just, just took the plunge. But I've forgotten what your question was. Sorry. So, yeah, <laughs> so when, when was that exactly? When was that? That was 2019, was it? Yeah, yeah start yeah. of, yeah. Yeah. I start of, okay. So you, you had a fairly good year and then, bam, yeah. 2020 comes along. That's it. And yeah. uh, sticks a spanner in the old, in the old thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And we, when it all hit off, we were supposed to be playing in Scotland, you know, so... Yeah, yeah that weekend. That weekend, just, yeah. But, um, Tour in Scotland, that would have been great. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's just the same as everyone else, just knocked all the gigs. And it was we yeah. had more gigs than ever lined up. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know the feeling. It's, um, I, was, I was on tour at the time when they made the announcement and they oh, said no. everybody's got your oh, lockdowns. So it was like, yeah, I was three gigs into a tour and it was like, oh, man. Oh, no. uh, but, but there you go. These things, these things happen, don't they? So... Sure. Um, but I wanted to ask, you know, being a, a husband and wife team and just working at home, and you're, you're a duo essentially. Hmm. Um, in the lockdown, was that to an advantage a, a little bit, maybe? Because I mean, so many bands couldn't perform together, couldn't get together because of the lockdown, but you guys you, you basically <clears throat> locked in together. So, did that make it a more sort of productive time for you? 
I think so, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's one of the advantages, I think, of being a duo and being together is a case of we could do that together, couldn't we? And even, so. yeah, like you say, like with the live streams, we've been able to do the live streams yeah. and, and it's so much easier than having just like being on your own not yeah, doing a live stream. Yeah, that's got to be hard. talk to each yeah. other. Yeah. So that's well, we bounce off each other, as you can probably tell. <laughs> yeah, we can nag yeah. forever. So yeah. um, <laughs> that's definitely made it easier. And also... Because we, just the technical side of being a duo, like mm. we just put the iPhone up and we go for it. Whereas if, you, if you've got like a kit and a, you know, yeah. it's a whole different realm, isn't it, when you have to start getting all your sound right. And Absolutely. We've, we've been lucky. We've just been able to avoid that and put our iPhone up and just stream live and go for it. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. And have you found like uh, you've been bringing in more fans? I mean, I know a lot of people have been desperate for stuff during lockdown. So has that helped with the, with the numbers as well and stuff? Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're, we're so lucky in the fact that um, we've now streamed to over 100 different countries. You know, people join Half a million views on the live stream. That's just which, crazy, yeah. Yeah, when right? you look at yeah. what we'd have done playing live, as much yeah. as we'd have preferred it and everyone else would have done, um, we've reached a much bigger audience. For so sure. it's been a silver lining. Um I see that, uh, I mean, you guys are a duo, so uh, I want to talk a little bit about the recording and, and the songwriting a little bit later on. But while we're talking about touring, you were planning on bringing on a three-piece as well to, to augment what you do kind of thing. So how was that going to work out? Do you think that was going to change your sound particularly or, or the feel of stuff? Or was it just, you know, kind of... Yeah, I mean, no, I don't think... Up. I mean, it, it would make it a little bit bigger, obviously, like with the bass and the drums for sure. Um, but I don't think it's going to change the sound too much. I mean, um, had, I, I mean, I play a kick drum anyway, um, but it's only just like a one bum 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 yeah, sort of thing. So with a drum kit, it. yeah, with a drum kit, it's yeah. just oh, it'd be great. I think as well, we had this when we recorded because yeah. um, this al the album we've just done has got more production on. It's got a lot more organ and stuff on than our EPs, mm. and a lot of people were like, "Oh, we had an email and us saying, oh, are you doing the right thing with this?' Because you know you sound, you know, we like you as you are. Maybe you shouldn't do that. Yeah. You'll get lost in the mix, sort of thing. Yeah. And so we were really worried about it. And yeah. um, but luckily, it's now almost turned the other way around and on the live streams we're like oh my god we need a kit oh my god you know and you <laughs> yeah. can fit it just feels so thin yeah. now so it's a total yeah. no-brainer like we've got to have we've got to have a, yeah. a backing band and the thing on. is with, with it as well with the recordings that we've done on the album and the eps is literally just me on a guitar uh, grace on mandolin and fiddle and singing both singing uh, a kick drum a bass and a little bit of keys here and there and that's that's it so right kit. Kit. kick drum Sorry, kit. Sorry, don't say kit. Drum. Kick drum. I'm a, yeah, well, I am. Yeah, it's just right here in front of me. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's the recording. I mean, I was going to ask about the, the recording process because the, the recordings sound great. Um, you know, oh, like I say, I've been playing on a radio show in the world and stuff like that, and I absolutely Thank love you. it. That's Big awesome. sound, nice sound. It's uh, it's great. Uh, so, are you? Doing all that, you're you're playing everything yourselves. You, do you get other people in to to do bits and pieces? Um, we're really lucky because Adam, our producer, he's a great, um, great drummer and a great bassist, and he also plays keys. So um, when we went in the studio, we pretty much done the whole album between the three of us. Yeah. Um, we brought in Robin as well, just because Ads needed. Well, to start with, we kind of needed someone to like help press record and stuff. Now <laughs> yeah, the game, it was quite it, yeah. a lot for him Whilst to do. Whilst he was playing, yeah. Um, and then, the tea, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, Robin also ended up. He played. Um, he plays keys and bass as well. So it was just like like yeah. quite collaborative. Oh, and on a lot of the songs, it's like one line is Adam, one line is Robin. Yeah. Like, where they were like, oh, I can't get that bit right, mate. Can you ever go? Yeah. So. Um, 
yeah, it was we be it was really yeah. Adam was such a great find in that, yeah. you know, we were a duo and we needed to be padded out massively and Adam kind of is our little one man backing band on the yeah, album, is. basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are all producers called Adam? This is what I know. They seem to be all the yes. producers I know yeah, called I Adam. All the all the good ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't go as far as Let's not get carried away here. Be one okay. money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been a fiver for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seems, seems very reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Reasonable indeed. Um, so how's how's the recording affected now? Because, I mean, lockdown, we've been through lockdown and um, another lockdown and then we're into another lockdown. 2020, did that, that obviously must have, I know you did all your live uh, streams and stuff like that, but it must have affected mm. the recording. Yeah, it did. I mean, um, when the first lockdown finished and things opened up again, that's when we went back in the studio. Obviously, social distanced, but um, yeah, we managed to do it then and in that gap, didn't we? So, yeah, we were a couple of months late, later than yeah. planned. We'd already booked to go in. Um, yeah, but it was, and we were supposed to have somebody else there as well. He couldn't make it because his family and stuff with COVID, but mm. that's why we ended up just being the three of us. Um, so, it, it, we were then pretty adamant that we wanted to get the album out last year because the this year we were already planning for the next album this year to come out later in the year. So we yeah. didn't want it to roll on. So it was a massive squeeze trying to get it out Absolutely. and ready in time. But it was good because otherwise we'd have just been there for like five years finishing it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's good yeah. to have a deadline sometimes. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. They always say about filmmakers, they always say films are never finished, they're just abandoned. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's very similar with records. I mean, when I've made albums, you know, I could I could carry on tweaking. I go back listening a few years back later and I think, oh, you know, I, well, I wish I'd done that. I could just go back in now and change it and all that. But no, no, you just got to leave it and, walk, and yeah. walk away, haven't you? Yeah. So, yeah. I was thinking an album is like a little snapshot of your life, exactly how it was then. And that's, you know, that's mm. exactly where you that's were. That's a nice way of thinking. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So it's almost like a photograph, isn't it? Of, of, of... Mm. So um, I want to talk to you a little bit about the music. Because um, how, how do you describe it? I mean, to me, it's sort of rootsy, bluesy. There's some rock in there. There's some, some stuff in there. I mean, the you know, the, the mandolin is an interesting um uh, instrument right. you don't see it a lot in in rock music these days do you uh, how what what's your guys take on what you do how would you describe it i would describe it as um like classic rock fusion with uh blues yeah kind of thing really rootsy yeah. rocky and then i mean I when you look at our influences that are like uh, classic rock like bad company uh, and yeah things like that and also my very first cd that i ever got was john lee hooker so, right. you know, no, just I love, riffs. Like, I love riffs. Bonnie Raitt. Yeah. I mean, so we love all those things. Whether yeah. they come across the music, I don't know. But That's um, how we see it. Yeah, that's how, <laughs> how we would like to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Grace, how did you get into playing mandolin? Because it's not something that's, like, forced into kids' hands at school now these days, is it? It's like you, no. know, you learn to play guitar or keyboard or drums or something. But mandolin, fiddle, yeah, a little bit maybe. But, yeah, mandolin's an interesting one. Yeah, I've always been a bit of a serial, like music music musical instrument buyer like I will and buy, play like, it she's a pick it up and play it kind of person so it started out with Crazy like good. piano at four and then went through the whole woodwind like flute clarinet saxophone get an obsession with each different thing piccolo you know go through the whole thing at school and then when and i came out at one point, yeah cello cello, <laughs> cello. cello. <laughs> um and then i got 
um, the mandolin we got off of my mate. Yeah, didn't we? yeah, he was selling yeah. one, and yeah. it was really cute. It was like a little crafter looking yeah, little crafter. red yeah. one. Yeah. I liked it because it was a nice colour. And then I really <laughs> like playing it because it, it just it makes more sense to me than anything else. Yeah, it was all, it's tuned it's to fits, fists and it? yeah. um, much easier than the guitar because that's yeah. just confusing. Um, <laughs> And then, of course, the violin is is the same as a mandolin, but played up here. Yeah. So that was how, yeah. yeah. And I've kind of stuck with them now. I don't even, yeah. 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 I found I'm going to stick. Yeah. For now. Stick for now. Yeah. <laughs> it's she like says. you've arrived home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, they, and the instruments just totally suit her how she plays and what she plays and how she feels when she plays as well. So. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I like them. I was watching the videos earlier and uh, seeing the mandolin you got in some of those videos, that, that kind of uh, metal-bodied mandolin. I mean, that that's, mm. that's quite an amazing instrument. I didn't know that sort of thing was even out there. No, it's pretty cool. It's the only one I've seen in person. I dropped it at a gig. I'm just looking at the massive dent inside <laughs> of it. <laughs> yeah. Literally it fell off right the off stage. the stage. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the good thing is because it's a resonator, because you've got another one as well, a wooden one up there, and um, it doesn't have the same the effect, edge, yeah. that edge for the blues right, yeah. kind of rock yeah. feel, you know, so yeah. the resonator side of it really helps. So that just cut through a little bit of better, mm. didn't mm. Definitely. I, also, I, I play it with the slide as well, so that gives it yeah. even more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's not there's not many mandolin players, and I don't think there's many slide mandolin players, is there? No. Made that up. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we actually got it because I got that mandolin, and the action is so high on it. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to tweak oh, it all, or like. Yeah. And then I found my slide, and I was like, Oh my god, this sounds really She's cool! So yeah, it, as soon as, and I was like, Oh, yeah. I'll do that then. That's our sound. Yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. When you're saying about dropping it earlier, I always think that's just character. Like you know, an instrument needs a few kind of battle scars. I always think I have to Definitely. see. I have to see people with these pristine beautiful instruments and it just to me i, I think you, you haven't played that you know yeah. you know, like it's sat in a glass case and i always think that's sacrilegious for an instrument it should be played and enjoyed and you know definitely almost abused but not quite not quite <laughs> not quite dropped <laughs> <laughs> that's better um i want to ask you a bit like i say i was talking uh watching the videos this morning that you guys have got on your website and on youtube and all that uh, I, I sort of saw a theme through the videos of, of, of outdoor countrysideness. Is that around where you live or, uh, or are they all different, but just look very similar? Um, it's probably all fairly near to where we live. Yeah. It's yeah. probably, um, iPhone filming always looks better in daylight. <laughs> so that's yeah. some of it. <laughs> um, also yeah. a couple of those videos that, uh, the last one was like a bit of a, a COVID socially distanced gem on the railway. Yeah, it was, So yeah, that was yeah. another outside job. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's, we're pretty lucky. We're right by the coast, so it's really nice around yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looked lovely, I've got to say. Yeah. <laughs> so are you working on videos yourself? You just sort of put them together, iPhone, sort of gorilla shooting, all that kind of thing? Yeah, um, mostly. I mean, we do have someone else that, um, for the last two videos, uh, shot them, uh, Terry Crouch. Um uh, one big idea isn't it yeah we yeah. done we done like free man but it was quite difficult because we filmed each other and then we had to do the tripod thing so yeah. we didn't have anyone to film it for yeah. us so that yeah. was that was cool they've worked but you know but it was really nice to have terry because he's yeah. much better at it so and got he nice helps us out now <laughs> yeah. yeah he's got a, he's got a decent camera so <laughs> yeah that always helps and get, get yourself a friend with a decent camera that's that's yeah absolutely if, if you're in a band definitely <laughs> <laughs> Just like Adam, yeah. Um, so, also, uh, I want to talk about the uh, the records because you, you, your album came out. Uh, when was that? Last uh, November. 
November, was it? I was going to yeah. say October. I was close. Um, a good time to release an album, do you think, during a lockdown pandemic worldwide kind of thing? Or, you know, was it, uh, did it play Maybe. to your favour? Yeah, I don't know. Not sure. Not sure, really. I mean, I th- we, we just wanted to get it out this year, didn't we? So, I mean. Yeah, we weren't really, nothing was releasing it. Of course, obviously, you can't tour with the album. Yeah. But we expected yeah. that. So, it's been okay. Oh, that's good news. That's good news. Um, let's go back to, I wanted to ask you, uh, when we were talking about touring a little while ago, touring plans, did you have uh, any European plans uh, for touring? And have they changed now thanks to the wonderful idea of Brexit? Yeah, I mean, we were supposed to be playing in France um, this year. Obviously, that's had to be knocked on the head um, because we don't know what's going to happen like with visas and all these other yeah. than covid obviously yeah so yeah, yeah it's, made, it's made things 10 times more and we complicated were, i mean we were planning to go to america this year yeah um but because of covid anyway you know it's, yeah, and that, that doesn't that brexit head. obviously that's something to do with it but even yeah. like merch that's there's it's stuff just stuff to work out of yeah. to making sure that we're not breaking any rules <laughs> you yeah. know it's kind of there's a lot to it there's of, a hell of a lot to it yeah of like yeah having to have the right hs code for your cds if you send them but you know it's just different things to again it's like we we're saying it's just when we're self-releasing so it's all these um, yeah. bits and pieces you just got to work out which is yeah. all right yeah yeah, so it was. Yeah, it wasn't really a good idea, Brexit, was it? What, what are you going to do? Hey, we've done it now. We've done it now. Is there anywhere around the world that you guys haven't been yet that you really wanted to go? Australia. Ah, uh, you want to go to Australia? Yeah, Australia would be cool. Yeah, we really cool. want to go to Australia. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we just can't wait to just travel anywhere. Yeah. Like Germany as everywhere. well. Germany, Canada, um, America for sure. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to go to Scandinavia as well. So, play so over literally, there, we so want to go over it. But, much, yeah. but short of that, we really liked playing at Deer and Blues Festival in yeah, Norfolk. Yeah, Norfolk. So yeah. <laughs> that was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> it's nice and local, Thank at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Probably, yeah, you'd probably be safe to cross the border into Norfolk again, I think. And uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully. Maybe. So. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys have you got any ever any plans to collaborate songwriting wise with 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 other people? Because I mean, obviously at the moment it's a, it's a, it's the two of you sort of bouncing off each other. Uh, do you think adding a third person in would just make it even more complicated, or can you do you think oh, you know having a third influence in there might just expand stuff more? I don't know, really. I mean, we, we, we're quite happy sort of writing together, aren't we? I yeah. mean, we've not really thought about collaborating. To be fair, so. like we don't. We don't work very well with people. <laughs> in, like, we love like working with Adam; he's yeah. great. But then, like, we're always we're like we find people we like working with. And then we're like, yeah. no, we can do it. Just keep it, keep it, you know, amongst us. Because yeah. I suppose it's feeling comfortable with people, and um, you've got to feel comfortable when you're creating music, haven't you? Because yeah. otherwise, you can't be open and like throw ideas out without and feel comfortable about that. Yeah, totally. So, um. We, we did co-write with Adam, just we were messing around one night. We wrote something with did, Adam, yeah. which was really cool. Yeah. And it, like you say, it definitely threw in a different element and different ideas to what mm. we would have come up with. I think also the, the fact that um, we kind of like the style that we write now and we don't really want to change that in any way. And I think if you brought someone else in, their influence might change But we don't things. want to be sticking the mud. But right? we don't want to be sticking so the mud, so we're yeah. not saying, yeah, we don't, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know, yeah. 
It's a long answer to a very short. Yeah, yeah. I just wondered if you ever, you know, were tempted to collaborate, or if, if you know, even thought, oh, I just need some new ideas. Let's just get someone else in this. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I've never really done the collaboration thing much because I, I, I'm a bit like you. I've I've sort of know where I want to go with these things. So adding a, adding another person into the mix sometimes can just be, you know. It's just someone else to convince that you're right, isn't it? So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go back. I want to talk to you, each of you individually a little bit now about um, how you got into music in the first place. I know we, we heard about the, uh, the, the, uh, the what was it, the tribute bands? Uh, tribute bands. Yeah. Right, right so awesome. let's, 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 let's talk about um, when, when Grace first got into music. How, you know, what inspired you to get into music in the first place? And what what were you thinking getting into a meatloaf tribute? Oh, it was so cool. <laughs> it was awesome. I loved it. it um cool. yeah, I mean, I I've always been obsessed with music. Um right from well, from like four piano and then which was more like mum go play piano, you know, to me and my sister, because she always could play knees at Mother Brown and I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts and always wanted us <laughs> to do a bit more. So yeah. um, she loved her, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um and then yeah, always just always been obsessed with music and singing, you know, more than anything. I love instruments, but singing it is just been my passion my whole life. And I think my first gig was when I was 11, which I joined my um, saxophone teacher at the time. He had a function band. So I went and fronted that when I was 11, playing different functions and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, so ended up in the Meatloaf Tribute Band, which is when we met. I think then I was in... No, we met way before that. Did we? Yeah. You was in a country band before that. Oh yeah, I was in a country. In a country band when we. Oh, and a blue, I had a blues band. You did, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, the Gridiron something they were called, yeah, weren't they? Something like so that. just loads of different yeah. projects. Um, but she, never she really... was in about I don't know about five or six, seven bands or something like that. Yeah, from when we met. I yeah, think. yeah, definitely. Yeah, so the Meatloaf tribute thing that was cool. Yeah, it was really. We cool. played like um massive, massive band. Yeah, was, great it? big. It's a great big like fifteen piece band or something silly. Yeah. And we done like big bike shows. And I used to do the because it was Steve's. Uh, always say Steve Simon, yeah, Jim, Jim Simon, Simon tribute as well. Um, so, so, so I used to Bonnie get the Tyler Bonnie stuff. Tyler yeah. songs like Total Eclipse oh, of the Heart, man. and it was amazing. I loved it. That was great. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. The levers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you remember what the very first song was that you sung? Sung like ever. Yeah, like ever. Like, you know, well, let's, you know, in public. In a band. Yeah. In a band. Ooh. Probably a country song. I reckon it. I used to, oh no, it'd be like, originally I loved Soul. I loved like mm. um, Dusty Springfield. I loved Dusty Springfield, Randy oh, yeah, Crawford. Yeah. And then like went on to all the, you know, Aretha Franklin and the, the greats. But probably it would be like, you don't have to say you love me or something like that. Or I just don't know what to do with myself. I loved all them Dusty Springfield right, yeah. songs. Yeah. They're great classics, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, I yeah. Classics. Do, you, do you ever find when you're doing a bit of songwriting that, um, you know, a bit of the old meatloaf starts coming out in, in, the, in the influences there and you think, oh, you know, oh yeah, that's, that's meatloaf. Can't use that. Do you find it's, it's still influencing your work now or? I reckon it does a left bit. Behind? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Probably does a little bit, yeah. It's probably a little bit of sneaking into a song now and again, I reckon. But um, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, thinking of like Paradise by the Dashboard, like those eight-minute songs that we've we've never met. We're like yeah. three-minute wonders. We are, <laughs> yeah. but um, 
yeah. they're such great. The songwriting is so incredible. Yeah. Note why I'd like to think that it's, it inspires one way or another, even if it's conscious or not. Yeah. 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 So you know, you don't fancy taking on a sort of rock opera type sort of no. song at any point. <laughs> <laughs> three, or four three minutes, minutes yeah. is a struggle for us. Yeah. So. <laughs> three minutes is enough. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm absolutely with you though. I think three or four minutes is absolutely long enough for any song. If you can't yeah. say it within three. three or four minutes, you probably shouldn't be saying it. That's why. <laughs> It takes all sorts, doesn't it? Unless you're Freddie um, Mercury, then you can go on as long as you like. That's what I say. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, if you've got something to start, you really say, yeah, okay, yeah. I can live with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, <laughs> definitely agree with that. But I think for the likes of myself, uh, definitely can't beat a th- bit of three-minute song. And uh, and uh, the, the thing that really drives me around the bend, and uh, I probably shouldn't be saying this on the blues podcast, but hey, I'm going to say it anyway. Really long guitar solos. I just, oh, they just bore me tedious. It's, it's tedious, tedious. You know, if a song is like two minutes long and then it's got an eight minute guitar solo in it, that's an instant turn off for me. It, literally, I will turn off the song. I was just, no, no, yeah, no, I can't stand it. So I'm Almost, glad to hear you guys say that, you know, it's a, a three or yeah. four minutes is like, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, for totally. us, like you say, we're, um, I mean, everyone each to their own. It's not for us the big long solo thing and no, it doesn't no. work for us. You know, we, we, we like you say we like to keep the songs songs pretty compact. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah, As um, just quickly talk a little bit about the blues before I get around to talk to Aaron about his influences. Um, do you think it's a generational thing? I mean, obviously, blues has been kicking around for a very long time. It's gone through a lot of changes and all that. Uh, I guess through the nineteen seventies and all that kind of you know when you had your Rory Gallagher's and all that, it was very much about the guitar solo. Mm. Do you think it's just uh, kids these days have got a short attention span and they they, they just don't want those long guitar solos? Or is it just we've moved on from that? How do you think that's? Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it's just things just change all the time, don't they? I mean, uh, our, our songs are more about the vocals and things like that, really, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, we the whole thing rather. We than... sort of see ourselves more as like vocal led, yeah. rather than. I mean, like I mean, we saw Ben Paul last year at a yeah. game we were playing at, oh, he and awesome. he was doing really long set, but he was, like, he was amazing. Yeah. So yeah. even though yeah. we don't dig it, like when you, we saw him, we were like, we. That's we great, loved but it. that's not us. Yeah. yeah, so it's just not us. Yeah, and I think, yeah. and even like, um, yeah, loads of different bands, look more prog rock bands yeah. who go, you know, yeah. more solo stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's cool. It's not. It's just not our vibe. We like, yeah, we just sort of keep everything a bit shorter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It always goes Pro- through phases in music, doesn't it? Prog's not for me either. It's, yeah, it's too much. The only bit I like about prog really is the capes. I quite like the capes and you know, <laughs> some of the boots and all that. <laughs> yeah, you know. I'd have a cake, yeah. definitely, but uh, yeah. yeah, all those long solos. Uh, no, 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 it's not, not, not for me. Um, yeah, pleased to hear you say that. I mean, you know, it's uh, you, you just nailed it on the head for me a second ago. I think you said your songs are much more about the vocal. Mm. I think there's a lot of stuff in blues these days where it's it's about it's not a it's not about the story of the song. It's just the, the song is kind of almost like a, just a vehicle for the guitar solo or the mm. keyboard solo, or whatever. And uh, I, I think for me, it's much more interesting to have a song that's, you know, about the vocal and the story you're telling. Like, you know, it's uh, you just can't tell that same story of a guitar. I don't, I don't care who you are and how long your guitar solo is. Uh, that's what I think. Anyway, enough of me rambling on about it because I've already <laughs> just upset everybody in the blues community there. I, expect, <laughs> but, you know, I didn't do it on purpose, guys. I mean, I love you really. Um, so let's uh, let, let's let's talk to Aaron a little bit. Aaron, I want to know where you got started and and you know what uh, what drew you into the music business in the first place. 
Was it money well, or girls? <laughs> yeah. Well, well I think other, it, not, be careful. Yeah, I got No, I think what it was was uh, I've always loved music. I've always was singing in my bedroom and stuff like that when I was a kid growing up, and um, being told to shut up by being his told father. to shut up by my dad. <laughs> shut up, boy! So, all right, yeah, and uh, yeah, and then a mate of mine uh, was putting a band together back when we were sort of sixteen, and he said, "You know, do you fancy coming and being the front man?" I was like, "Yeah, all right." So uh, we done it, and uh, we, we entered Battle of the Bands and won that, which was cool, and it was. It just went from there, really. Went into a couple of other rock bands, and then you've always been massive like Guns and Roses. Yeah, I mean, I love I love rock music and I love blues music. So, yeah, that's that, that's what got me going. And when they met, it was murder. Yeah. So, um, uh, Aaron, your your first song. Do you remember what your probably remember? You probably remember your first kiss and like your first I don't know something a motorbike ride or something. But do you remember your first song? The first song I performed live in front of an audience was a Megadeth song <laughs> and Symphony of Destruction. That was the very nice. first song. Yeah. And where was that? That was, uh, that was, the, uh, that was in Kings Lynn. That was in Kings Lynn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you say, you're saying your dad uh, used to shout things like, shut up and, you know, stop that noise and all that sort of thing. Uh, did you get a lot, a lot of support from him? He seems like a charming fellow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, he was really supportive. He's really okay, helpful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll move on, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so let, let's uh, let's talk about the future a little bit. What would be the the, the number one sort of um, dream? Uh, gig or recording situation for you guys at this point where we are now dream yeah. gig well but dream gig yeah that's a tough one oh oh keeps yeah. changing keeps changing but <laughs> it keeps growing this is what happens so <laughs> right, it yeah. was it was omira in london yeah. we, i was like oh, omira want to do omira and then we had omira booked with els bailey that got yeah. cancelled yeah Yep. So then I moved on to the garage because because it's bigger, and I was like, we could do the garage. Now I'm on Shepherd's Bush Empire. <laughs> this is this is now yeah. where I'm at. This is it. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my. I, I was quite happy with Deerham in Norfolk. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've I've played uh, I've played the garage, um, and I've played Shepherd's Bush Empire as well. I've got to say, nice. they're um. They, they look lovely out front, but round back, they're not very, they're not very, don't burst the nice bubble. Yeah, no, see, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> we were the same with the 100 Club, weren't we, when we played the 100 yeah, Club? Yeah, oh, I'll play the 100 yeah. Club. Oh, <laughs> oh, don't go in the toilets. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the 100 Club, that's actually my favorite venue. And when I first started playing there, which was about uh, 1990, I think, uh, they didn't even have a dressing room, it was a, it was a corridor out back. Uh, oh really put their coats and all night you'd be out there trying to get changes and people would be coming back and hanging up their coats next to you and stuff like that and the sound man at the time would just be sat there constantly smoking weed uh, you know um <laughs> i don't think that's changed those sound guys are very very clean living now they really <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um and it was it was oh god yeah you just think for such a prestigious venue uh, it was it was just a corridor with coats and beer barrels, and, and that was it. And it was uh, so it's it's really come up in the world. But yeah, I must admit, after a while, 
after a while when we were playing there, we absolutely fell in love with the place. I will say that though. It's... Oh yeah, no, and because all that sort of makes it cool. Like we love yeah. like spitting sawdust, proper rock. Pubs. Absolutely, so it's yeah, kind of yeah. like that, and it's yeah. like proper yeah. venue. Like yeah, totally. I think, I think it's just the most honest place, and it's yeah, it's got a proper vibe, and it's, there's just so much history built into the walls. And I mean, it's the sweat of forty years is still on the ceiling. It's, it's just uh, it's you can smell great. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've often tasted it as it dripped back down with my beer. I absolutely love that place. It is my favourite place, uh, my favourite venue in the world, I think. it's. Uh, but it does seem that as you go further and further on through venues, that, they, that yeah, the, the crappier they get out back. It's, it's all very glitzy and, you know, glamorous out front. Well, apart from the Andrew Club, which is just a down-to-earth, proper rootsy place. But, um, yeah. Places like Shepherd's Bush Empire, I, I remember thinking, oh, this is, this is, uh, this is a bit crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, I, I'd like to finish up always with, with a special question. And this is, this is going to be a, a, this is a big one. And I want you to imagine if you can, <laughs> uh, um, it's in the future. We're in the future. However many years, I don't know, a few years in the future. And uh, the pandemic is over, okay? So that's all That's all great. Everybody's well and fit and it's brilliant. Everyone's had their jabs, you know, their inoculations and all that sort of thing, vaccinations. Uh, but suddenly on the news comes a report about a massive meteorite that's heading towards Earth. And it's, it's, it's like the size of, of, <clears throat> of three Earths. It's going to completely annihilate the Earth. This is really cheap. We've got. After COVID's all gone, we're all going to get killed. Try and make you feel thankful for what you've got now, like you know. Anyway, so this this meteorite's going. It's going to hit in three days' time, right? So, in the future, there's there's a president of the world, the world president, not Donald Trump. No one likes. I was going to say, please. Quite a sensible chapel chapess, whoever. And uh, the, the world president comes on the phone, phones you guys up and says, look, you've heard about this meteorite, right? You know, we, you know, we want to go out with a big, massive party and we want you guys to come and play at the party, okay? And he says, uh, the president says to you, you can have any band backing you up, anyone in your band to play, anyone, it's, it's at, you know, everything's at your disposal. What I want to know is who's going to be in that band working with you guys, and what song would you play as the last song that the world ever gets to hear? Are they dead or alive, these people in the band? <laughs> well, oh, it's in the future, so you can have holograms. So there's, 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 Oh, nice. Oh, so yeah. You can have anybody, well, really. So, yeah. You'd have to have Elvis. Yeah. To start with. Yeah. He might still Jimmy be Hendrix. Yeah, Jimmy Eric Hendrix. Eric Clapton. Slash. John Lee Hooker. It's going to be a big band. Paul Rogers. Paul Rogers. <laughs> Uh, Freddie Mercury. <gasps> yes, Freddie Mercury. Uh, Bonnie Wright. Yeah. Roy Orbison. Adam Lambert. Yeah. Um, There's just so many people. On. There's so many people in this band. Gin, um, Ginger Baker. Yeah. Um, who else? Who else? I don't know have? if we could be that precise about who. No, I don't have. know. We'd have to have Adam though on drums. Yeah. Oh well. All right. Buy Ginger Baker then. <laughs> <laughs> The thing, I mean, you know, you've, if you put that many guitarists in the same room, it's obviously going to be a punch-up as well. Isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what, what song would it be? What would you pick as the last song that anybody ever got to hear? 
We have to be cheery, wouldn't it? <laughs> something like Agadu or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Macarena. Uh, um, uh, my way. <laughs> What would it? We fly free. We fly free. Oh, there you it'd go. have to be we fly yeah. free. Ah, that's it. One yeah. of us. <laughs> of course. Yeah. 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 But you know, you, it might just be that last push to get that last CD sale. Like you know, you just like you know. <laughs> by the way, the CD's available <laughs> <laughs> for three days only. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that sounds great. I, I, with a band like that, though, I, I always say to people, you know, they often come up with these great lineups. And I would say, if I was in that band, I wouldn't be able to do it. I'd just have to sit down and watch them do it, you know, yeah. because I wouldn't want to be like, you know, doing my own thing. I'd be wanting to sit watching those guys, you know. But, uh, yeah, I think if the president phoned me up and said, uh, can you put a band together? I, I'd put a band together and and, uh, and go and sit down and watch them. I'd go, there you go, there you go. <laughs> That's not a bad idea, that. Yeah, have yourself a nice big beer and, um, yeah. and wait for the rock to hit us. I think that would be <laughs> yeah, Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been absolutely lovely talking to you guys uh I'm wishing you lots and lots of success for for well you know 2021 maybe uh 2022 2023 whenever we get a chance to go out and do gigs again and all that uh, i hope it goes great for you guys Thank and uh, hopefully Cheers, i'll see you on the road somewhere you never know are you uh thank you so much guys take care Cheers, buddy. Thank, thank you, you. thank you bye so if you've enjoyed this, why not like and subscribe to the Blues Podcast right now? All right?